Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kira Mack. Now, don't forget to like this video and please do subscribe to the channel if you already haven't. So let's just jump into today's top stories. Well, we'll start off with the first story of the day, and that's all about the Phuket sandbox, and the cabinet has finally approved the actual plan. The cabinet on Tuesday approved the Phuket sandbox tourism scheme that sees the island reopen on July 1, followed by a trio of destinations in the Gulf of Thailand, Koh Samui, Koh Panyan, and Koh Tao, on July 15th, allowing in fully vaccinated tourists from some countries. The government spokesman said the reopening was pushed by local entrepreneurs and the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration agreed in principle with the plan on June 18th. He insisted disease control measures and close monitoring will remain in place as required by the CCSA. The reopening scheme would be scrapped if there are more than 90 infections reported per week in tourism areas. He said vaccinated foreign tourists are allowed to travel to Phuket without state quarantine requirements. However, they are required to stay in Phuket for 14 days. Those who travel to Koh Samui, Koh Panyan and Koh Tao are required to travel only via a sealed route scheme. For the first three days, they must stay in approved hotels. They can travel along the sealed routes between days 4 to 7. Then from days 8 to 15, they can travel to the other two islands. So that is the official approval by the Thai government slash cabinet and now it will be published in the Royal Gazette this week, possibly tomorrow or at the latest Friday, making it law. It will then be rolled out to all the different embassy and consulates around the world and the Ministry of Public Health might actually release a detailed list of countries that are eligible to take part. Of course, who knows these days with everything. Now, it is has been a long, long drawn out process and which gets approved a week before it's meant to happen. So I doubt there'll be a whole lot of people arriving the first couple of weeks in July for sure. And to be honest, I doubt there's going to be a whole lot of people arriving at all. But with the amount of COVID testing and extra expenses uh, that will you will be forced to pay for. So those things are definitely i mean good news for the island but you know they could have changed the name from phuket sandbox to island quarantine because that's essentially what it is now just uh, some other news in relation to some of the uh, relaxation of closures of businesses and activities on the island um, that is one thing that a lot of people have been curious about and trying to get further details on it. So we do have an update uh, for you. So what is open basically is schools or educational institutions, department stores, shopping malls, community malls, food and beverage restaurants can open and sell for the consumption on premises liquors or alcoholic beverages no later than 11 o'clock. So just to let you know about that restaurants can sell alcohol now up until 11 o'clock in the evening bars entertainment venues are still closed and will be on july 1. convenience stores and supermarkets all open uh, sports fields etc beauty salons hairdressing salons for men and women are fine snooker table billiards and pool tables computer game stores and online games cinema theaters water parks are allowed to operate except amusement parks with stationary stations 
I, I don't understand what that is. Gathering for activities, socializing, selling, consuming alcohol or alcoholic beverages in public area must comply with the law. Uh, so people can now continue to hang out with each other, I guess. Prohibited activities that have a risk of spreading diseases, such as events in which groups of more than 200 people are gathered, shall not be organized unless agreed under prevention measures or otherwise perf performed by competent officials. Social activities organizing. Social activities organizing social events, parties, carnivals, birthday parties, housewarming parties, receptions, celebrating of various occasions, including organizing traditional ceremonies such as funerals or ordinations, weddings, important days, uh, religious or merit making are allowed. Now, closed services still. Temporary closure of pubs, bars, karaoke, entertainment venues and establishments that resemble service places. The operation of cockfighting, fish fighting, bird racing, chicken racing, boxing stadiums or gambling establishments everywhere in Phuket. I thought gambling establishments were illegal in Thailand, so... <laughs> don't know why it needs to appear on an actual notice nevertheless anyway uh, again still bars clubs all those things are still closed uh, something i didn't see in that list but massage shops are open and spas etc will be allowed to open so there are some updates on the relaxation of uh, businesses and activities on the island of Phuket and especially for people who will be coming here on july 1st um obviously it's giving a little more uh, detail on stuff that tourists can do when they get here, but still the bars and clubs, places like Bangla Road and all these kind of venues will be all shut uh, from July 1 onwards still. Now up next is a travel advisory notice from the u.s department of state bureau of consular affairs thailand has been moved to a level three country uh, which uh, means basically you need to reconsider travel uh, the center for disease control prevention has issued a level three travel health notice for thailand due to covid 19 indicating a high level of covid 19 in the country your risk of contracting covid 19 and developing severe symptoms may be lower if you're fully vaccinated with an fda authorized vaccine before planning any international travel please review the cdc's specific recommendations for vaccinated and unvaccinated travelers reconsider travel to the following provinces Yala, Patani, Narithuat and Sankla due to civil unrest. So this is just some information for US citizens who are currently in America considering traveling to Thailand just to take uh, bear in mind their uh, government's direction in relation to travel to Thailand at the moment. CCSA outlines contingency plan criteria for shutting down Phuket Sandbox. The Center for COVID-19 Situation Administration has outlined its key criteria for its Phuket Sandbox contingency plan. In case COVID-19 infections start spiraling upwards following the reopening of the province to foreign visitors next Friday, July 1st. Natapanu Nokpakun, Deputy Director General of the Department of Information and Deputy Spokesman of the Foreign Affairs Ministry, explained the criteria in English yesterday as part of the CCSA's National COVID Situation Briefing. 
Mr. Anatapanu noted that Phuket ranked 28th in the country for infections, adding, so they are doing good progress there. He also explained that criteria for the cancellation of the Phuket Sandbox scheme, if anything adverse happens. For example, if there are 90 persons infected per week in Phuket, that would be a criteria for reconsideration of the scheme once it has started, or for any adjustments, Mr. Natapanu said. Also, if all three districts in Phuket are affected, and in that more than six villages are affected, that would be another criteria, he said. If there are COVID cases and there are no linkages found and no contact tracing as possible, that would be another criteria. Also, if the hospital bed capacity exceeds 80%, that would be another criteria. If the situation becomes worse in Phuket after the opening of the province on the 1st of July with these particular criteria, then it would be reconsidered. Some of the reconsiderations of the Phuket Sandbox scheme would be possibly to decrease the level of business activity or to conduct sealed route travel and also to have more hotel quarantine, he said. Also, as a worst-case scenario, they would have to halt the sandbox scheme in Phuket. Of course, this is in preparation of a worst-case scenario if the province opens and something adverse happens. There are more cases and we are not able to control the infections in the province, then this would be the consideration, he said plainly. So, like everything, you have a plan and you do have to have a contingency plan in case, in case everything goes completely crazy and they do start having infections and they spiral out of control um to me they're reasonable enough i I mean if you're having over 90 cases a week in a small province you're probably the alarm bells will be ringing at that stage but um, it's always a concern for travelers who are heading over on holidays paying for for their flights their accommodation etc that you know things can change very quickly in the country and i think we've seen that over the course of the last year and three or four months that we've been in this pandemic, that things can change very quickly in the in the space of you know a couple of weeks. Places can go from zero cases to two or three thousand cases, you know. So we need to always bear that in mind. That's why I say to people, and I always will say to people, before you book anything to come to Phuket, if you're planning to, make sure they're refundable, they're refundable, they're refundable. Because you don't want to get stuck arguing with airlines trying to get your money back and, and, and them trying to find the fine print in the contract, you know, etc., etc. So just always remember that before, you know, you decide to come. Make sure you have your contingency plan. Now, a little lighthearted story about an elephant in the room. Some families living in a jungle may be fearful of things going bump at night, but for one household in the mountainous part of Hua Hin district, the sight of an elephant rummaging through their kitchen was not a total shock. It came to cook again, wrote Kitajai Bunchan sarcastically in a caption to a Facebook video he shot over the weekend of an elephant nosing its way into his kitchen. Likely driven by the midnight munchies, the massive animal pokes its head into Mr. Kitachai's kitchen in the early hours of Sunday using its trunk to find food. At one point, it picks up a plastic bag of liquid, considers it briefly, and then sticks it into his mouth before the video cut off. Mr. Kitachai and his wife live in Palau, near the famous waterfall and by a lake where wild elephants often bathe while roaming in the jungle that adjoins King Krakan National Park. He was unperturbed by the mammoth's mammal, 
recognizing it as a frequent visitor as it often wanders into homes in his village, where it eats, leaves and shoots off back into the jungle. The elephant had actually destroyed their kitchen in May, he said, creating an open-air kitchen concept reminiscent of a drive through window. This weekend, its sole task was to find food. Mr. Kittichai said a general rule of thumb in dealing with unwelcome visitors crashing in is not to feed them. When it doesn't get fed, it just leaves on its own, he told the AFP. I'm already used to it coming in, so I'm not so worried. Now we can have a quick look at this video and uh, hopefully uh, you'll find it a little bit amusing. There he is, head trunk in looking for a bit of food. Can you imagine this thing being in your kitchen in the middle of the night, waking up and coming down to see that? <laughs> the benefits of living in the jungle, I guess. So just a, a little lighthearted story, you know, we can always, we all get very serious with this COVID and everything and sometimes we just need to relax and uh, see something that, uh, you know, makes us laugh a little bit. Thanks for tuning in today. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe and don't forget to leave us a five star rating. We are available on YouTube, Apple Podcasts, Spotify and wherever you like to listen to your podcasts. Thanks for tuning in and we'll see you tomorrow.